0: Hi, I'm Forrest Griffin. Brian Carraway. And Mr. Bates. What's
1: up, guys? This is Joseph Benavides, UFC flyweight.
0: Hi, this is Greg Jackson, and you're listening to It's MMA Zing. And that is an amazing pun. Get it? Like MMA, but amazing? i amazing. Radio.
1: Welcome to It's M-Amazing Radio. I am your host, Dr. Law. And folks, it's going to be a silly episode because I got no DJ Mark here. It's just me and Lavender Gooms. How you doing, buddy?
0: I am doing all right, Bobby.
1: Yeah. Why you say? Why are you there just chuckling like a jackass? I, what, what's uh, going on? No, no reason at all. Um,
0: how about you properly introduce me? Ladies and
1: gentlemen, Lavender Gooms
0: hello dr law and as always i wish all of you as we are recording this on august 1st a national girlfriends day and a national raspberry cream
1: pie day folks mike here just gave a good example of if this was the week you wanted mma analysis that's like really in depth this isn't the week for you this isn't the week all right um well, I'll just say happy National Girlfriend Day to my girlfriend, Dad. <laughs> there you go. Get her i
0: cr- – no, I'm going to no, stop. There I'm going to stop.
1: Um, shout out to uh, Eddie. Designed our wonderful logo, our friend Eddie. It's his birthday today. And uh, shout out to Mrs. DJ Mark, which is why DJ Mark is not here today. It's her birthday too. So
0: That's right. Happy birthday, Mrs. Mark.
1: Yes. She got a name. It's Christine, but –
0: well, I didn't know she wanted her her business out there like Mark's, that. Mark's
1: been saying uh, me and my wife, Christine, on this podcast for three years. I, you know,
0: I, I don't know if he wants us with her name in our mouths.
1: Oh, okay. Well, it's too late there for that, go. too. Um, yeah. Boys and girls, we're going to talk about UFC 277. Um, just a real crackerjack of a card. Um, just lost more money, man. Just lost more goddamn money on this one. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um, really going to be the dominant uh, MMA topic of the week is going to be this card. Yeah, uh, just quite frankly, we saw the return of the goat. We saw the, return, the goat returning her, Augusta goat, regaining her championship and reminding us why she's the goat. Uh, we got ourselves a interim flyweight champion. We got ourselves some really interesting things happening on that main card, too, in the other three fights. Um Some interesting prelim actions and uh, really just a lot, a lot of uh, different ways this can go. The UFC's got options. So let's get into it. Mike, Juliana Pena, Amanda Nunes. Five rounds, um, 50-45, 50-44, 50-43 for the now once again bantamweight champion of the world. What did you think uh, went right for Miss Nunez, and what didn't? Uh, and what didn't go right for Miss Pena? Mm-hmm.
0: Well, what I think went right for for Amanda in this fight is that she didn't get into a brawl this time, like she did in in the first fight. She stayed very disciplined, and throughout the fight, whether this is an indictment on Juliana not being able to, you know, change her game plan on the fly, or if she really did think that she could still draw Juliana, I mean. Still draw Amanda into the same type of fight that she did before. She just couldn't get past that counter right hook. That counter right hook was there for Amanda all night. I think she dropped her with it three times or two times in in, in one of the rounds. It was
1: second round. She dropped her three times with it.
0: Three times. That is that is impressive. It was on, the uh, on every it, level.
1: I always call it. I always called it like the. I, I, I was thinking. I'm like oh, that's like the Valentina right hook, and I was just thinking that because that's how Valentina beat Holly Holm. I remember where Holly Holm and spent five rounds. And then Valentina said the same thing, yeah. and I'm like, "All right, your fight with Nunes didn't look like that, though. Like she was, <laughs> she was. That was. I mean, her fight with um Pena. I mean, as much as you know Shevchenko won, that was not the same thing. But yeah, continue. Sorry.
0: Yeah, and I think that you know Amanda she she dominated when it was uh well not dominated, but she got the better of of Juliana when it was standing. I think even though Juliana lost 50-45 in most of the scorecards, I still think she had some moments on on the feet. Uh, She was able to tag Amanda a a few times, but those moments were far and few in between. Uh, She also seemed to be content to kind of just hang out on on, on the bottom position. She did threaten some submissions.
1: That arm bar was the only one. That was the only one where I was like, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh. But the other ones I thought Amanda had a generally like all those omoplata attempts I'm like man that's a tough one to pull off with, on a black belt whose yeah. arm is already half out but shit you know for the
0: most for the most part Amanda was just living in in her full guard getting some pretty good elbows i know a few of them i think in the 3rd or 4th round really opened uh, uh, Juliana up right right on her hairline um dana said that she was going to have to get plastic surgery cuz i think a chunk of her forehead uh, maybe engaging in a bit of hyperbole but yeah. that a chunk of her forehead um, where well, it was no longer there, but all in all, just a very dominant effort of return of form for the go, if you will, for Amanda Nunes,
1: you know, for a, a really, for a fairly one-sided fight. Um, I had a really good time though. That was a really cool fight because you know, like you and me more than Mark, I feel I've been pretty critical of Juliana Pena just as really, a person because she just comes off shitty. Okay. Says a bunch of dumb shit. But she's like,
0: let's, let's remember the first time uh, after the first fight when she said she is the UFC's first actual, paraphrasing, first actual mom champ. Yeah. Um, giving because, Amanda no credit for her. Uh,
1: yeah. Cause I she didn't get birth. She didn't care. Relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she, I mean, she, she did go on Joe Rogan and said, yeah, I think this is all about money, man. The government's trying to kill us all. And i again, um, well, you and me—I think I've been much. Maybe I think we're more critical, quite frankly, than Mark. Because God bless him, Mark doesn't just—he doesn't consume this bullshit. God bless him. Nope. Um, but I will never question this woman's toughness. Like, you know when like people break in fights, you can see it when this yep. person's like, "I'm not winning this fight." Mm-hmm. There was not a second of that fight where she wasn't trying to win. To the final buzzer, Juliana Pena was trying to win that fight. She was throwing submissions up. She was trying to tag her. Her toughness cannot be questioned. I mean, I don't know how it would be already, but like, she ate so much damage. Um, You said something earlier, and I kind of felt this way, and I, I felt vindicated in this thought after just now when I was listening to the um, Morning Combat where Rashad Evans was a guest host, where I thought that Juliana's corner kind of did her a disservice. Or maybe like at the corner of the preparation. In, where in what aspect? I don't think that it looked like anybody considered the possibility that uh, this wasn't going to just be a brawl again. Like, they all seemed to think they were, like, Amanda, I mean, Giuliana was still trying to fight the last fight, is what it felt like. And Mark made a point where he's like, well, how are they going to anticipate Amanda going southpaw? Which is fair, but they didn't tell her anything about, like, hey, you got to do something about this fucking check right hook you're getting cracked with, you know? And, like, at the end of, like, going into the fifth round, they're telling her, okay, you got to get that clinch, and it's like, She's been trying to get the clinch man for four rounds. And she's getting tuned up. Like, I don't know. I felt that th- maybe, I mean, I was we were none of us were in the training with them or anything like that, but it just felt like they no one seemed to consider the possibility of like not convincing Amanda Nunes, like, to because f- like, the first fight came down to ego, a lot of it, it seemed like. Amanda was just like, oh, my ego won't let me let this go. We're gonna throw you wanna stand in the middle of the fucking octagon and throw hands, I will. Um This one, Amanda's like, I'm just better than you. Like, she's technically like, last week I made a face when you said, um, be, "Be like, I'm, Juliana's going to show she's better, right? And I made a face, but I know what you meant. You know, like, better if we win the fight, you're better, right? But, like, in terms of skill, though, like, there's a gap. Like, there's a big gap between the two. And Juliana was just like, I mean, I know you're going to close that, but it was just like, she's just trying to out-talk, she's going to just bait her into another brawl. I, and it didn't, I wasn't working.
0: I wasn't expecting when I said that last week. I thought she beat the goat. She should be able to learn from that. She'll grow from that. I didn't think that, at least in terms of it seems. Just, I don't want. I don't want to say she she fought a dumb fight, but just general fight IQ for she this fight. She fought the fight, same fight again. It it, <laughs> it doesn't seem like any adjustments were made at all. I mean. I wasn't expecting it to go the same way. I to be clear—we're not blaming Amanda her. Dunez. We're blaming no. the
1: preparation here, and some yeah, of the infight There was lack of infight adjustments too.
0: Pena made very slight adjustments during the fight, mm. like while I was—I wa- watched it um, once yesterday and then another time today. And I noticed that after that, I think that second round, she actually did try to do some level changes and some fakes on the takedown to, you know, give to give Amanda some pause when she needs to throw the, the the counter right, but it just was few and far in between and her corner really didn't help her out at all at, at all.
1: Yeah, I mean again, she's so tough and she fought her heart out and it's just yeah. Um, it was still for a very one-sided fight. A man, Juliana not giving up is why. Like, yeah. People are out there saying we should run it back again, which I'm just like, okay, but let's just have that conversation. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think we run that back immediately. No. Um, I'm in the camp, and it seems like Dana White is joining the party here. That you and uh, we've all been at on some level, which is like, we got to book that third fight between Valentina and Amanda, even though it's two nothing, because. And I was talking to Mark about this earlier. There are three belts now. Not that they're all on the line. One belt's on the line, right? But like the visual of having three championship titles exists. And it's an opportunity for them to sell something like that. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I just lost Mike. What happened? Oh, we lost him. It'll be back on shortly, but as I was mentioning, there was Mike. You back? Yeah, I'm back. Okay, about that. It's okay. Um, There's. I was saying, like, there are three. Yeah, they're going to do the third fight between these two because we can sell it. There's three belts now, right? And Mm -hmm. these are the two best, honestly, and I think. The UFC might have saw that Lamosh, you know, really gave it to Amanda, gave it to uh, Valentina, like that. W- if that headbutt doesn't happen, we might have had a new champion. You know what I mean? Just in terms of what happened after that, the branch creaked a little bit on that fight not happening. The third fight between Valentina and Amanda, and then Amanda lost the belt. I think, I don't think they can. I think I don't think they want to let that not happen because they're sitting here no. staring about the, yeah. fa- at the fact that they're not getting. uh, you know, we're not getting Nate Connor 3. That was the whole thing. I don't know this isn't the same thing, but you can't just assume you're going to have this fight later is what I'm saying.
0: No, and, and, and I agree. You have to get get the fights that you get and the people want to see or just the fights that you want to do while you still can do it and it's still viable. Uh, they're both champions, again, um, and let's, let's be real. Um, the smartest thing, I think, juliana said over the last month or so was when she said that you know amanda is a champion of one at 145 i'm basically voiced what a lot of people say but what that means is that now it's a true champion versus champion fight to be honest with amanda being the champ at 135 again and while valentina is 0 two against amanda That's still not to say Amanda uh, Valentina isn't the second best female fighter in the world. And she's proven it with her run at at, at 125.
1: Yeah, and that's second. I mean, the first fight was the one where Amanda won the first two. And this is before Amanda could really manage her tank. By the way, real quick side note. Amanda's gas tank issue. Remember we used to think that was a thing like five years ago? Nope. They could have gone 10 rounds, man, on Saturday. 10 goddamn rounds. Um, anyway.
0: They were kind of... No, I mean, Juliana would have probably... Juliana
1: might have right. died from blood loss at that point. But, um, no, I'm, you know, exaggerating. But still, her cardio, on point. Um, that first fight was the one where Valentina started tuning her up in the third. Second fight was the one where Amanda won a split, maybe? But it was very close. Some people thought Valentina won. I've advocated on this podcast, we should all just act like Valentina won, just for the sake of uh, <laughs> the selling of the fight. You know, I'm here for I'm I'm giving this advice out for free people. Just, you know, appreciate it. Um but yeah, they got to do it. Juliana, at least one. She got to win at least one. Maybe don't fight anybody for uh for 6 months cuz that was a lot. And even Ama- I mean, Amanda's not going to fight anybody until right uh, the, rest of the year. Rest of the year, which I'm I'm going to go ahead and advocate for the uh putting that fight on the same card as Alex Volkanovski going for the lightweight title. I think that'd be making the super fight card. I think that'd be real fun.
0: Yeah, why not? Uh, if maybe an end of the year card, if if is amenable to that, um, that'd be pretty great.
1: Yeah, end of the year, early next. I think that's the way to go, man. I think that'd be cool. Or hell, if Usman really was going to fight for the 205 pound title like he's talking, throw that out there too, babe. I, of all the ones I want to see is that one. I think I I don't think Erie's takedown Erie Prohaska's takedown defense is that good, and I kind of want to see what happens in that matchup. Um, anyway, we'll see. And again, Juliana Pena, man, fucking I don't know what she's made of, but damn, so tough. Um, there was that really cute photo from the weigh-ins where she was doing the stare down. Do you see this? And like Juliana brought her daughter, and her daughter put her hands up too. And I'm like, that's real cute. Amanda's kids are too small. A kid is too small for that. I. Maybe still, but that was that was adorable. Um, and fuck, Nina Nunez is fighting in two weeks. How yeah. uh,
0: how do you think they decided in that household? Hey, I'm gonna take your last name. Why not Amanda Ansaroff? A A.
1: It's just Amanda. I, I, think Nina, I, I think Nina was sick of uh, just that's a lot of letters. It's a lot. She could have a she probably had a pretty cool like symbol drawn up for NN N or something too. You know what I mean? She could have done, like, the N64 logo and made that her new, like, signature. Just, you see two N's. Oh,
0: wow. I just realized she has some alliteration going <laughs> yeah. on, too.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying. that's She She might be in a Marvel movie one day, man. You don't know. Mm. We want you to play No Need. Nina Nunes right here. <laughs> do, you think,
0: and, do you think when they were having these conversations, Amanda threw her weight around, like, who's champ? All right. We're taking I mean, my last name.
1: I mean, we, we should ask her. That's definitely the first question. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first question. Um, that was that was just a man, the best of all time. What else can you say? Incredible. Co main event, Brandon Moreno, Kai Cara, France. Um this is really good for the three rounds that lasted, man. Um I believe one guy had both the first two rounds for Kai, I think which hmm. I don't know how you give him that. I had Brandon with both, but the first was was it the first you just watched it? Was the first the super close one or the second was the super close one?
0: Uh the first one was the super close one cuz in the second one it seemed like Brandon was really starting He found his to distance. impose as well and dominate yeah. uh Carfranco. So it would have been if you're going to give one of the first two rounds to Carfranco, it would have been the first.
1: Yeah. I thought the first was close. I gave it to Brandon. I gave the second round also to Brandon. I also had money on Brandon, so grain of salt and all. Um, third round, man, Kai started fucking up Brandon's world. Like, Brandon g- got beat up, bleeding. Yep. Um, Kai found his distance. Everything was coming up for him, man. Then he got liver kicked. And he didn't just get liver kicked. He got liver thwacked. Like, the noise was gross.
0: He got that. He got that big toe just dug up all up into his abdomen. You
1: know, it's like the ones where it sounds like when, like when Ric Flair chopped somebody. It was one of those. Like just whap, just miserable. Actually, more of a Walter Chop, if you will. Just you know. We'll be
0: talking about Ric Flair later on in this podcast.
1: Do you watch that shit?
0: I watched some clips of it. I, I saw the part where he faked a heart the you faked a heart attack.
1: I saw where he faked the heart attack. I that heard was, that. That was objectively hilarious. That. that was. I saw that. and I'm just like God, Rick, You fucking carny. Anyway, <laughs> um, after the fight, uh, Figerito Finger, was there. Which, um, by the way, Joe Rogan was terrible. On Saturday. Like, he was asking Figueroa if he's ready to fight Brandon a third time. It's the fourth time. Of course. Like, he was telling Figueroa, before the like in the par- pay-per-view starts, he's like, this t- interim title fight is a real-world title fight. We're never going to see Figueroa back again at Flyweight, is what I'm thinking. And it's like, where'd you get? What? Like, what? And then, like...
0: Hey man, the Joe-, whole- Joe Rogan's just letting it fly, man.
1: Dude, Joe Rogan, does he... Pre- I don't, like... Does he do any preparation? DC... Got called out for Dominic, but Dominic for not doing any preparation, which is hilarious. But like, I that whole for the whole main event was like them praising Juliana, and I'm just like, yo, she is like tough and all, but she is losing bad, like real bad. Like, I got at least one 10 8 so far, and we're in the third round. Like, what uh, okay? Um, I was I read it, it was someone made it. Uh, I think I saw a video about this on YouTube. Someone talked about the UFC commentary, like, how every other show, every other other shows have a better commentary than the pay-per-views, mm-hmm. and someone said it's almost like they know what they're doing. It's like, this is for, like, the memes. When something happens, you cut to the Joe Rogan, Daniel Cormier, you know, yelling cam, which is, look, it's fun. They're playing it up now, but it's fun. I get it. But anyway, who cares? They're all printing money so much. Kai France, man, you feel for the kid, though, right? Like,
0: you really do, because he really does start, start to find his stride in that third round, yeah. and with what thirty seconds left, twenty seconds left, uh, Moreno just caught him, caught him, caught him with that beautiful liver kick and and got the TKO.
1: Yeah, and uh, Figueroa and him seemed to squash some sort of beef or the beef while they were in the cage, decided to be respectful for their fourth fight, fourth fight. And I'm like, you just don't want to sell tickets, huh? We're not selling pay per views here. I think, I, I, I think after three fights, um, you know what you're in
0: for. With with these guys, I, I don't think you need to you know manufacture bad blood or anything he's like that. He's getting trained this point. by
1: Henry Cejudo. What do you? F- of course, there's gonna be that. Then get,
0: then, then they should have gotten Henry Cejudo up into the ring and have him say some dumb shit. Which you know when he opens his mouth, it's par for the course.
1: Um, yeah, Kai Kai will be back, man. I think Kai's real good. Okay, he, he, he Nobody can doubt that he's one of the top phantom, uh, flyweights in the world. It's no doubt about it, right there. Sergey Pavlovich, Derek Lewis. Two big dudes just start throwing heat. Our guy Derek Lewis went down. Let me just ask you this. Did you think it was a, a bad stoppage like I did, who had gambling, mm-hmm. had money on it? Dana White thought it was a bad stoppage too, and he, he wasn't like critical of the referee that much as much as he was like – He's like, I get how the guy said that or the thought it was because he faced – went down and stuff. But like, it's Derek Lewis, maybe give it half a second, you know, but – well, i thought I thought it was a bad stoppage, and I thought, but I didn't think it was getting any better. So how can you complain that much? Basically?
0: I don't think it was an egregious stoppage. I Fair think point. it I think it wasn't an I think it was an early stoppage. but and you say a half second, but when you're a ref, um look, refs, they walk a very fine line because we would have ate him up if Derek Lewis had like if he had waited a half second or a second more as you say and Derek Lewis ate fought like two or three unnecessary he shots he didn't
1: take one though like he went down and he stopped the fight bro however
0: if you look at if you look at the replay tanda Mergliata is already in between them wh- when Derek Lewis is starting to get up mm. so if you think about it from tandan's perspective he's not look like when he sees Derrick Lewis go down and give a goddamn traditional Japanese apology, just mm-hmm. straight up dogeza, mm-hmm. like he's thinking, all right, this dude is done. He's already looking over at Pavlovich, and he's by the time he's in between them, that's when Derrick Lewis is getting up. And I recognize all of that happens within like half a second.
1: Yeah, it's um, tough. It's a tough it's, job. Right I, there.
0: I, I thought that was a tough position for Tan Dan. I wouldn't say it was. It was. It wasn't the worst stoppage you know, in the world.
1: You know what it is, also though. It's also like you guys want some consistency because like uh, Juliana face planted like three times in one round. Like it was just that she lost a bucket of blood. It's Texas too. Like anyway, um, o-
0: also a little weird in that. Tan Dan's always been one to kind of let things go. No, a I little was gonna longer. say I
1: can't read Tan Dan because Tan Dan sometimes is quit. Tan Dan has got no like. Was no it trend. was it
0: not was it not Tan Dan who was the referee during the um oh, fuck hype beast? What the hell is his name? Uh, Rose Namajunas' uh, husband,
1: Pat Barry. Was, Congo was it Pat not? Yeah, was, was it not? Was it not Tan Dan? It was Tan Dan. And he he tried, he didn't stop. He let those guys just murder each other. That's what I'm saying. Look, Tan Dan, Dan Merculato is a very nice guy to us. i know yeah. it was 10 years ago, but he was very nice. He wouldn't he didn't want to even tell me the bad stuff that, that apparently uh, uh Josh Kosciak told Paul Daly. He said it was bad stuff, man. And I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, don't tell me Tan Dan. It's fine. <laughs> you, you got your own secrets. Very nice guy, but I guess I can't read him sometimes. Like, I can't read what his general you know, like yeah, baseball. This umpire likes a wide strike. Tan Dan yeah. is just what is? How's the wind blowing today, homie? That's how Tan <laughs> feels. Like, <laughs> um, Alexandra, Al- Alexandra Dre Pantoja, Alex Perez. What so, like backpack? Pantoja like he double he like parked in the fire lane and just had to get out real quick, right? Because the fucking <laughs> bell rung, and this dude was like, "No man, we're go. We're getting out of here." All right, we're going home real quick. 90 seconds, the last 30 of that was him just trying to decide, can I get a rear naked choke? Not, not a fucking neck crank. Like, I kind of felt for Pantoja. There's a couple guys you feel like in flyweight where like, we got these dudes just fighting each other every six months, these two dudes, right? And like, Pantoja, like the reason I became a Figueroa guy, like it was like, I was like at the gym at like noon on some random UFC card, and it was Figueroa versus Pantoja, and they put on a show. Like he is so good. Like number three is Oscar Oskarov, number four is Pantoja. What the fuck are these guys supposed to do, Mike? Like they're both Uh, deserving already. Probably going to be fighting
0: each other, and you know, eliminate themselves. Yeah, like
1: it's just Pantoja's good. Like, because really that's, good.
0: That's that's a really good problem for us as fans to have, uh, the fact that that division is so stacked.
1: Bro, Mighty Mouse was just... They had to get Mighty Mouse out the way. He was too good. He was making these guys look like bums. <laughs> it just... You know, my man, when you get a long champion, it seems like a, like you'll get the belt to bounce around a bit, and then, like, it settles in eventually. And I think we're, all, we're getting there, hopefully, soon with other weight. Like, light heavyweight. We're slowly getting the old guard out and the new guard in, and we might settle a little bit, but... Like middleweight was like that too. It felt like like Wideman held it for a hot minute, but then after you know,
0: Weidman, who was it?
1: Uh, well, he is lost Rock, it to Rockold. Rockold lost it to Bisping. Bisping lost it to GSP. GSP never fought it. Bobby Knuckles. Ah, Bobby Knuckles. War-O-Baro. Izzy's really settled it down. Izzy's got like four defenses, yeah. I think now. So, um, man, Pantoja and Oscar. Man, Pantoja's real good, real good. Pa- His nickname is the Cannibal. Okay, Jesus. Yeah, um, he has won three straight since losing to Askarov. Oh, yeah. Okay, he's already he he, he lost to Askarov on the Figueroa versus Moreno two card. Mike, these guys have been ready to fight the winner of that fight for uh, you know a year.
0: Has there ever been a four fight series? This is it. This, this the is
1: first the first one? one. This is the first one because like won I'm, I, I mean, it won definitely in Boston, one promotion. Right? In one promotion, this is it for the UFC because. I think Arlovsky and Sylvia did it three times, but I know the last one was in one, and one of them was in like some like LFA-type thing or something in the middle there. Um, anyway, Alex Perez, man. Hadn't fought in two years. Got blitzkrieged. Woof! It's a rough night at the office, man. <laughs> a rough night. Uh, Magomed Ankelea of Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith's ankle's broken. Got worn around the octagon like a hat beforehand. Ankalayov is... He's coming, man. He's the, he's the Dagestani in this way, class. Um, That's coming. He is one... He is 18-1 and one overall, Mike. And he lost his light heavyweight. He's honestly lost his UFC debut, losing by triangle choke to a certain light heavyweight. Do you know who that was? Glover? No, it's triangle choke, baby. It's Paul Craig. He got Paul oh. craig Paul Craig will get you, man. Paul Craig is out there. You have these guys with one UFC loss, and all of a sudden you're like, "What happened? Ah, oh, he was winning two and a half rounds, and Paul Craig, Paul Craig triangled him three round three, four fifty nine into the round, the last second of the fight. He triangle choked him.
0: Still counts as a W. It's
1: Paul Craig, man, shout out. Um, yeah, he's ready. I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> if Yon ends up not getting a title fight. And they do glover Rosieri too. And then they tell Jan, we want you to fight Magomed. Woo! <laughs> Talk about getting the short end of the stick.
0: It truly is a delight to just see. I don't know how big Dagestan is. I mean, but Jesus. It seems every person who comes out of Dagestan is just a killer. Can you imagine just how disappointed to your family you must be if you're the Dagestani with like a 500 record? That's true. Ugh, uh,
1: Three million Jesus. people. Just three in, million people. There's like but...
0: that many people in Manhattan.
1: Yeah, three million people. Uh, yeah, big win for him, man. Um, he too is on the warlord payroll, but they all are. Um, undercard. Um, things that stuck out. Uh, Drew Dober and Rafael Alves was real good, real nice delayed knockout for the punch to the body. That was cool to see. Um, Mays Mays owes me uh money does he owe you money too mike
0: um no i think i think i hit a I actually hit a six fight parley on on this card
1: you did oh, i lost i lost i lost six units if you will we're trying to become better with the gambling talk folk all right should unit. we
0: should we tell people how much a unit is
1: no the unit is a unit is whatever you are is your base for betting your standard base basically
0: yeah, but if they hear you say "I bet five units," they're gonna—they're not gonna know what the hell you're talking
1: about. I'm cheap, and I'm—I'm I, I, cheap. That's all you need to know about my number of units. Okay, about how much my unit is. What are you looking up?
0: <laughs> um, no, I just gotta got a text. Okay, so I just had to answer
1: it. I thought you were looking if you lost money on Dontale Mays Maze like I did.
0: Um uh actually let me let me look that up while yeah, you uh, I, I why, was, why are you I vamp?
1: was I was walking my dog, I came back, and I saw it was like the beginning of the second round and Maze was gassed and I'm like, Whoa, this ain't good. Um I, I not I not lost
0: one of my parlays because of him.
1: Yeah. I lost my uh the prelim arc uh the prelim one that I did. Um Yeah. I'm wait, I'm I'm done vamping, so I'm just gonna say the performance of the night. Pantoja and Dober Fight of the Night Moreno and Kaikara France 50 grand for all of them For all that stuff um, I don't know if they even give out The crypto.com bonuses anymore They might just hand the guys You know Capri Suns and Snack Packs It'd be worth more
0: I don't know man I've, Like I've said before I think with crypto With uh, Bitcoin being less expensive 30k thirty in Bitcoin It's even better that Mike what do you do going- for a living? Uh, don't worry about what I do for a <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, overall, a good show, man. People in Dallas got a good show. Um, the UFC is printing money, Mike. They did a $4.5 million gate. Um, they were saying a couple of years ago, their gate in this same arena with Woodley versus uh, Lawler, I think. It was some Woodley title defense. Uh,
0: 1.7. They, I, I feel that Dana White would not have brought that up. If not for the fact he could just kneel, no, no, he didn't bring that break like, up. He didn't ah, bring that okay. up. Other people
1: did. It's just, yeah, they talked about his. Uh, see if I can find it exactly which one that was. Um, Dallas Woodley versus Till, yeah, Woodley versus Till at UFC two twenty eight, one point seven million. Wow, ooh, and
0: that was a that was like a highly anticipated one. Yeah,
1: and uh, Mios, and before that, a couple years before that, Stepe versus Dos, Dos Santos, uh, two point six. So yeah, they blew past that man. The UFC's printing money these days. Um, that one has a good card too. Stipe Junior and uh, Joanna versus Jessica Andraj. So yeah, UFC 277 in the books, man. Good show, good pay per view. Um, one of those weird nights where they went opposite WWE, but that merely is a decision for them. Not uh, Dana don't care. It,
0: it, it seems like the last two, two or three WWE cards. Um, They've been on Saturdays now. Are they trying are they trying to get away from Sundays?
1: Well, I know AEW will do Saturday shows. AEW does Saturday, or they do Sunday if Monday's a holiday. So like Labor Day and the one you and I went to, the Memorial Day one, Sunday. The other ones tend to be Saturdays. You know, I for me as a kid, Sunday was always wrestling, the wrestling pay-per-view day. And they start early enough in the day, you know, they start at like Well, for you. No, but they start earlier than like they start three hours earlier than the UFC card, though, or two hours earlier, right? Like they start at what eight for you, or five or seven? What is it normally? It's what, either four the, or five uh, for the us. The WWE cards, yeah, it's either four PM or five PM for us. I, so
0: I remember as a kid, it basically being what like midnight when the WWE cards were done. And when you're eight years old, seven years old, um, yeah, your parents aren't let you stay up yeah. until midnight.
1: Um, Saturday's better, man, of course, but Sunday night television is still a thing in this country where people put on big... up. That's why the Oscars is always Sunday night or, you know, Emmys or yada, yada, yada. Anyway, um, news we got this week. It looks like we got yet another banger of a fight out at UFC 280 while UFC 279 stays in languish there. Marina Rodriguez taking on... Amanda Lamosh, not bad. That's a that's that's a good one, man. That's a good fight. This whole card is stacked, just stacked, top to bottom. UFC 279 is going to be the worst pay-per-view card the UFC can can try to put on. Just, I
0: straight agree, up.
1: straight up. So we'll,
0: we'll be we'll be looking forward to the uh, to the uh, Diaz. Uh, are we? Um. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a Diaz boxing match in like December. Oh, okay. I was
1: going to say, I'm looking forward to the day that when it's over and Nate gets himself some Gatorade, some bandages and goes home, you know, and says, mail me my check. And I'll be, uh, goodbye. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, Yeah. Big night for the UFC. Big night for Amanda Nunez. Big night for Brandon Moreno. Derek Lewis, man. Don't take fights in Texas.
0: It seems to be his kryptonite to actually fight where he lives. Are
1: we done? Yet he's 37 years. I know he's, he's heavyweight. He can't be done, done. But is it like, are we at just like, we can't have him in these guys' fights with like really serious dudes anymore?
0: Well, no. Um, I don't think he's done. He's 37. And as we've joked about ad nauseum on this podcast, that just means he's entering the prime of his heavyweight career. Mm-hmm. Um But he's lost enough fights
1: in, in,
0: in his recent history where you can't have him fighting contenders at this point.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're a big Derek Lewis podcast, man. I mean, I picked him. I was the only one. Um, and I look like a big dumb dipshit doing it, but hey, it's heavyweight, man. If they start throwing hands, and they got the fight start, somebody's got to go down. It's how Derek Lewis rolls normally. Uh, UFC is back next week um, with this Apex card, which is ex- just, you know, honestly better than you think it would be. I'll be honest, Mike. There's like three interesting fights, at least.
0: And those th- are the ones we're picking.
1: Yeah. Um, this is the tough finale, too. Um, Zach Pro- Pauga versus Mohamed Usman um, at heavyweight. Bro- Brogan Walker.
0: Hey, wait, hold on one second, man. Mohamed Usman, famously. Uh, Kamaru Usman's, uh, I think, younger brother.
1: Is he actually related to him? I didn't want to assume that. I was going to check after. No, no, he- they are. I I watched like 5 minutes of the first
0: episode of this season and uh yeah, he was FaceTiming with uh Kamaru.
1: Muhammad Usman, the Muhammad the motor Usman. Uh, uh, he is 31 years old. 33 years old. Looks like we got a record of 7 and 2. And uh the other guy is 5 and 0. Zach Pauga. Um, the women's flyweight, Brogan Walker, who has a Wikipedia page. Juliana Miller, who does not. Juliana. Um, Juliana Miller. Um, yeah, she, she, ain't, she, ain't, she You're
0: making everyone like Brazilian.
1: Dude, or it's just, it's look, it is what it is. I'm just, yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, Brogan. Wait, I think,
0: oh, wait, I, I actually think she is Brazilian. <laughs> Brogan
1: Walker Sanchez, if you will. Yeah, you yeah. know, there we go. Part of the tribe, Mike. So, Married to her Guatemalan, uh, no, sorry, Guam, Guamanian? Is, um, that now? is that how you pronounce Guam, Guama? G U A M A? Someone from Guatemala? Is Guamanian a thing? What country are we talking? Wait a second, I'm gonna sound like real dumbass here.
0: Wait, are someone you saying sure Guam?
1: That? Someone from oh, Guam is Guamanian. Okay. I, I'm sitting there okay. trying to think of like, that's not how you spell Guyanese or something, or you know, I'm trying to figure <laughs> all that out. Um, <laughs> her Guamanian husband, Mike Sanchez. Yeah, what's yeah. Up? Mike's wife's on this card, what, people. What? We're, we're making dumb jokes. Yeah, um, she's taking A on Juliana day, Miller. Um, Juliana Miller, Juliana Killer Miller. Uh, two and one. Really fights young.
0: out of uh, the same gym as uh, Dominic Cruz.
1: Mm-hmm. She is no. twenty six. Uh, two and one overall. She's really young. Rogan Walker has got oh, yeah. Rogan Walker seven and two. Um, but yeah, we didn't watch the show. For some reason so, I thought uh,
0: Juliana Miller was older.
1: Hmm. Yeah, she's the favorite. And Usman is the underdog in his one. So we're gonna pick these other fights, So man. It's honestly better than most of these Apex cards. Um I'm actually but really they, interested in this main event. I
0: think they seem they seem to really settle into this type of routine where it's they'll have a big card and by big card I just I can it can just be like either a, a fight night or a number pay per view at like at an at an actual arena and then the next week they'll follow it up, you know, hey, let's just have some shit in the in the Apex. Yeah,
1: and then next week they're back, they're gonna be in San Diego at the uh Pachanga Arena. Which oh, is- before
0: before we get into the uh the picks though. Uh, we have some shuffling in the, the rankings uh, this week in our standings. So nothing, no changes at the top. Uh, you're still first at 46 and 19. Uh, Reigning
1: and yeah. defending. Yeah. yeah, whatever. Undisputed.
0: Yeah, whatever. whatever.
1: Never lost.
0: I mean, you have. You, you never have lost. Before. That if, if you've never lost, that would mean you're like a five-time champ, which you, which you are not.
1: Those are lockout shortened seasons never okay. lost
0: <laughs> okay sure it is all right anyway um chalk has vaulted into second place with their strong 5-0 and o showing last week um i lost ground going four and one that's some bullshit and mark is now tied to in third with me at 43 and 22 with a 5-0 and o showing of his own
1: so let me tell you this mike let me just ask this question so in oh, terms geez. of the, you got the
0: fucking sunglasses on too.
1: I mean, the champ wears with the champ. You saw Figueredo. I'm dressed like him. Sunglasses inside, belt on shoulder. All right, looking like I can't make weight. My, my dude Figueredo looked like he came in at about 160, Mike. Not a fat one, not like fat, but he looked large. Like he looked two weight classes bigger than Moreno. Um, so people, so you could sit here and make your picks, and Mark can think and make his picks, right? Um, The other option was just, who's the favorite? Yeah, okay. Option two produces better results. Why don't you get that big brain, big brain arrest, Mike? Let the odds makers do this for you. Two times. Undisputed. Champion. Um. All right. Bit is over. Tiago Santos, Mike. Tiago Santos and Jamal Hall-Hill. Jamal Hall-Hill, another one who got Paul craig because Paul he Craig did. will get you, brother. Paul Craig will get you. Um,
0: TKO'd in the first round. About
1: yeah. Um, we are a big Tiago Santos podcast, man. I think we all were just amazed by his uh, toughness and the fact that he almost won a fucking won the fucking championship with no legs. Losing that was back in 2019. He Seems is, like a lifetime. He ago. is one and two since then. His only win is over Johnny Walker. Granted, his losses are to Ankalayov, Rakic, and Tashera. Well, it's not going great. Um not going great at all. Um He hasn't really looked like himself since he's come back. He's never really had that Thiago Santos so, you performance. You said one
0: and two, so he's actually one and three. Oh, I'm sorry, you're what, right. What he one and three. Yeah.
1: That's he <laughs> that, hasn't really looked uh, at on like himself, no man. I mean, would you yeah. agree?
0: No, I, I I agree completely. Um you know, before the Jones fight, he he TKO'd Blockowicz. he t- he knocked out Menoa, he knocked out Anders. Um and since uh since the Jones fight, it's been losses and then he barely scraped by a unanimous victory versus Johnny Walker. He's he's straight up just never he has not been the same um since uh devastating both of his knees he's in, the, in fighting the Jones fight.
1: Real often too for a guy like I like 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 November, March, October, like he's he's finding a pretty consistent schedule and almost all of I think we don't want him to be like, young boy, let's take like a few more months off. I mean, look, uh, his wife, uh, Yana. I, I, I
0: would go against that just because he took about, what, 17 months off after the Jones fight, obviously, you know, to recover from, uh, you know, the, the knee surgeries, he probably had to have. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna assume with 17 months, uh, downtime, Mm -hmm. he was able to fully recover from those knee injuries. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's that he has to fight less frequently so that he can, his body can recover from the injuries. Mm -hmm. I I don't think that should still be an issue. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm not exactly sure what it is that's wrong with him. Um, Maybe he'll just never get back the explosiveness and the type of fighter he was before the Jones fight. Maybe it really doesn't matter how often he fights.
1: Yeah. um, Yana uh, Kunitskaya Kunitskaya. or now Yana Santos as she put on her social media. I don't know if they actually got married but they're definitely, uh, I know she's pregnant. Um, They're expecting a kid together. Maybe so personal life's going great, but yeah, it looks like he's got a. I mean, we're a big Santos fans, man, but this this is not going to be an easy one. Um, Jamal Hill, he's part of that new class um, of light heavyweights, and he's a large man, and he's fucking people up. I mean, he got he got Paul Craig. It happens to to the best of us. Ten and one with uh, six knockouts, wins over Johnny Walker and Jimmy Croot after bouncing back from the Craig loss. Also beat OSP. Um, he's a contender series guy. He's only 31 years old. I mean, your nickname is Sweet Dreams. You better knock motherfuckers out. Um, betting line for this one, Mike. Um, looks like we got DraftKings coming in at minus 260 for Hill to Santos' is plus 220, and we got FanDuel at minus minus two twenty two ninety five for Hill. Santos' still plus 220. We got Mark's picks also. He let us know. Um, I, I, I think the way I set it up is pretty clear where I'm going with this. Yep. It's just, I think it's, I'd be happy to be wrong, actually. Not if I have money on it, ultimately, which I will. But if, you know, if I'm not about to lose my win money <laughs> and if Sandoz wins, cool. But I just, I think Hill, man, he's got all the momentum. He's got all the momentum.
0: No, I, I agree with you. Um, I'm pretty sure from the way we were talking about Tiago mm-hmm. right before we started making this picks, uh, it's pretty obvious where all of us are going. uh here, um, it's a combination of Jamal Hill's coming and Tiago Santos is leaving.
1: Yep. Hopefully, we're wrong, man. But yeah, we'll see. Well, um, I, I hope I'm not wrong because I'm, I'm, I'm putting money on this. I mean, yeah, okay, fair enough. So. Um, this fight is a tough. This one's really hard to pick, and I've. I was telling Mark my, in fairness, I was telling Mark my picks because technically I'm supposed to pick first, right? I guess that's the gimmick we came up with here. That's um, right. And I told Mark what I was picking. And as I after I told him the whole time, I'm just like, this is a good idea. I'm like, hey, man, I just want to let you know. I might change my mind by the time the podcast starts. But I'm not. I'm still picking Vicente Luque. Luque. Um, Luque and Neil betting odds for this one. We got Luque coming in at minus 175 on DraftKings to FanDuel's minus 186. Neil coming in with one fifty plus one fifty on DraftKings one forty four on FanDuel. Um, leading up to this not, fight, not
0: picking the uh, not picking Luque. Huh?
1: Yeah. Well, here is the man, Vicente Luque. We all love Vicente Luque because the fight is goddamn violent. Like it, people are getting hit in the Vicente Luque fights, either him or the other guy, probably the other guy. I um, mean, the man's got nineteen finishes and twenty one wins. Um just lost to Bilal Muhammad. Before that, had run four straight finishes off. Um, he's right there. You know what I mean? Like, right there. Uh, sitting outside the top five, I think. I mean, that's this deep weight class. Um, Luke is actually currently at six. Wow, I nailed that, bro. <laughs> Fucking nailed it with my outside the top five. Um, um, he's number I'm not, six.
0: I'm not sure what Mark sees in Neil.
1: I... Started reading stuff, and I almost talked myself into Neil. Man, Neil, he beat Ponzinibbio. He beat Bilal Muhammad. He got wins over Nico Price. These are big, big wins. He beat Bilal Muhammad. man. that's the guy who just beat, who just beat Luke. He's a complete fighter. He's a complete fighter. That Fortis MMA gym in Dallas looks good. Speaking of Fortis MMA, I was watching uh, Beef History, Darren Williams, because he owns Fortis MMA. Mm-hmm. Darren Williams and Jeff and uh Jerry Sloan.
0: Mm-hmm. I got
1: this theory we can talk about after the podcast, maybe on the Patreon, about uh how Jerry Sloan, how um Johnny Hendricks is the MMA version of Darren Williams. Working theory I'm working on right now, man, where things just shit just fell apart immediately. Like you've never seen it fall apart for somebody having it all. That's my theory. That's where the basis is. Um Yeah, Mark's about Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal's a good fighter. I could see him winning this fight. I got Luke, but I I think Jeff Neal's very much a live dog here. Who do you got?
0: Jeff Neal, looking at Bilal Muhammad's uh, fightography, uh, Jeff Neal was like the lone loss that would have kept Bilal Muhammad from like a nine or eight fight win streak. He's Um, good, man. That's that's kind of impressive. All right, yeah. I, I, I'm a little more impressed by by Jeff Neal, um, just from looking at his uh. Whoa, wait, know, he'd look-
1: have a 12 fight on un- un- unbeaten streak if it wasn't for that thing. <laughs> Jesus. But um, <coughs> I've
0: been more recently impressed by Vince Luque. Actually, watching uh, a lot of his fights. Uh, granted, he had the setback against Bilal Muhammad, but. He's been fighting good competition over his last uh, three fights. You know, beating Michael Chiesa and Tyron Woodley. Um, Michael Chiesa, more um, specifically, being uh, at least in the last two years or so, being a much bigger name than than Woodley. And as you mentioned, um, you know, Vicente Luque, when he comes into fight, he's he's not here to just fuck around. He's he's here to try to you know take your head off and go home with it.
1: Um, it looks like Luke is 10 and 2 since joining um Henry Hooft over there at Sanford MMA since 2017. 10 and 2, some good uh synergy right there. A bad. Um, all right, so you and me on Luke, Mark on Neil. So we'll see if Mark makes the inside track here. Um, finally, we're not picking the tough fights, it wouldn't be fair to the we don't know them. Man, we just don't, and it's not fair to them. So for us to just be like, I don't know this guy, we don't watch the show. There's no amount of money that would have led to me. What we were we talking about that, right? How much money would I have had to pay you to watch Tough? Like,
0: <laughs> uh, I think I think we settled on I said about ten dollars an episode, and you still said no.
1: You do it for ten dollars an episode?
0: Was it? I think it was like ten dollars an episode. But I said you gotta
1: watch the entire episode.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think uh, Mark said there has to be like a live stream where yeah. it shows that I don't have like another monitor, like yeah. playing Civilization or something. Which it's I was like what
1: I you have to do, like uh, like I remember I did I did drivers st- I did drivers school online when I was learning how to drive instead of going in. I remember thinking like I'm just gonna watch stuff on this other screen, and then it started asking questions at the end of each chapter. I'm like, the fuck.
0: It's it's very similar to when I have to do my uh, CLEs for my law yeah. license, mm-hmm. where I make sure to have just one screen with the CLE running and literally plays Civilization on the other. And about every ten minutes or so, it gets a prompt basically saying, "Are you still here?" You got to click that prompt within the minute, or else you got to watch that class all the way from the beginning again.
1: There we go. Um... We're also not going to pick the Arion List Lipsky, uh, Priscilla Casuero fight because, well, I don't think anybody's ranked in that no. one. Like close no. enough, or no, no one's close to actually, you know. Yeah, okay. No, if Lipski's not ranked, Casuero definitely not ranked either. Um, we're going to pick Augusto Sakai and Sergey Spivak. Um, I kind of wish we had Junior on the podcast. Junior loves him some Sergey Spivak. Um, he's a big fan of the man's skills. Betting odds for this one: Spivak's coming in as the favorite, uh, at minus two twenty-five on DraftKings, minus two thirty-five on FanDuel, plus one ninety DraftKings for Sakai, plus one eighty uh, FanDuel for him. Augusto is, uh, I think, was tied to Iwasa the last one. Yeah, tied to Iwasa, Fucked him up back in That's December. chewy on him. Yeah, he got he got knocked out three times in a row. Um, not going great. Sergey, on the other yeah. hand, um, bounced back did, from losing the ass.
0: He did the Lord's work, Sergey.
1: <laughs> he the beat Lord's Greg Hardy's work ass out of the UFC. Fight. Yeah, um, snapped his loser. He, he lost to Tom Aspinall before that. Four or five over there overall, man. Um, he's a good fighter. He's a really good fighter. Yeah, and uh, twenty-seven no, years old. And no
0: shame. No shame losing to Tom Aspinall.
1: No man, uh, get healthy, Tommy. Did we ever figure out what's wrong with him? Like which what what it was. Like, what, um, was it in ACL, MCL? Do we even
0: know? I haven't read anything yet on that.
1: Yeah, see if Wikipedia knows. Nope, not helpful. Due to knee injury. Way to go. Um, betting odds, as I mentioned, what they were. Uh, I got Sergey. I don't know why he's not a bigger favorite. I know Augusto's th- 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 uh, tough, but he's getting knocked out every three months. So I got Sergey. Who do you got?
0: Look if sir if, if spivak is good enough for junior he's good enough for me all right and also also i'm a little upset we did not get the junior we didn't get the junior parlay this past weekend all right like granted i was able to i was able to finagle my own six fight parlay mm-hmm. you know get a, get a little whimsy you know to, to make up for my horse betting earlier in the day mm. but uh hey hey you tell you tell Junior, all right? We want them parlays first thing in the mornings on Saturday. Yeah, yeah right? that's not how this works. His, uh, his <laughs> bonus depends on it. all right?
1: Okay, all right. The kid's actually going on vacation and I'm the kid, by the way, God bless Junior, he's just like, man, I'm going on vacation. Don't know if I'm gonna be able to watch these fights or get to get to at the cabin I'm at. I'm like, bro, <laughs> it is the apex. Uh, look, we're all excited for Jamal Hall Hill versus Tiago Santos, but that can wait till Monday, okay? <laughs> You know, do it then. Yeah, um,
0: uh, yeah. You tell him. You tell him to get cabs to internet service. All right. Let's yeah. uh, let's not be fucking around here.
1: And uh, Ariane Lipsky, we're not picking it, but the queen of violence out there. Uh, what is it? Going to fight? Huh? Priscilla? Fight Priscilla awesome. Um, it's very hard to erase the memory of Valentina beating the crap out of Priscilla Caschewera four years ago, and it's still it's still stuck in my head. And one of the biggest one sided fights, fucking ever. Um, I think that was Yamasaki's last time he fought the referring U- the UFC fight.
0: Yamasaki, I haven't heard that name in so long. Him, him and his little heart uh-huh. salute.
1: Yeah. Um, that was it. He has not, that has not been since that fight. Yeah. Anyway, lives between Sao Paulo, M- M- Yamasaki lives in Bethesda, Maryland. What a place. Um, yeah, that's uh, USB. The, the, some stuff on the undercard. I think Sam Alvey's retired. Uh, Sam Alvey's retiring, or it's his last fight on his contract. Whatever. That's happening. Um, I'm a big, big T-Rex fan. Terence McKinney. Um, he lost to Dober in that last fight, but he's minus nine hundred on this kid, Eric Gonzalez. Um, so we just trying to goose that parlay by a little bit. <laughs> that's what T-Rex is there for, man. <laughs> T-Rex is there for that man. You know what man and he's got 12 wins and 12 finishes so you might as well just be like pick the under in t-rex okay so,
0: it seems like we have a uh two fight we can have a two fight it's some amazing parlay
1: we haven't done it in a while yeah but I mean, we should
0: uh, we should ask mark if he's uh, if he wants to get in on it
1: okay I'll check with him. Yeah, we bet. We better. Uh, what do we. What does that even pay out? Probably.
0: Probably not much.
1: I mean, it's not, not. They're not massive favorites. We'll probably turn 15 bucks into like 26 bucks or something. Look, man.
0: We, we just got to try to rack up some W's, man. Yeah, like, man. We've, we gotta, we've been taking
1: a lot of L's, man. Yeah, exactly. I got to stop betting on parlays, man. That's really what it is. Let's just pick. Into, are you confident about this fight? Bet on that fight. <laughs> then move on. You don't need everything to go well. Um. All right. That's UFC uh uh Fight night. Three hundred seventy-two thousand five hundred twenty-six at the apex, um, give or take five. That number might have been wrong. Um. Anyway, I think that's that's what we got, man. We do stuff we like. Um. I got a fair amount, actually. Did you see Nope?
0: I have not yet. No.
1: Okay. Well, Mark's not here anyway. We'll delay. Wait, nope. Wait.
0: Wait. Hold up. Hold up. Can
1: you ask that again? Have you seen Nope? Nope. Are you gonna see it next weekend?
0: Nope. You're
1: supposed to say, "Yup." Come on, Mike Jesus, don't the bit, okay? You should see it though. It's really good. I, yeah, I plan to. Yeah, eventually. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I started watching The Bear. Oh. oh,
0: that show is so good.
1: I dude, I watched the first two episodes. Me and uh, my girlfriend did. Motherfuckers just yelling at each other for thirty minutes. And I'm like, okay, let's do another episode. It, is, it was good, but I'm just like, I need to like watch something. Now, are, you go,
0: are you going to watch another episode? Though? Yeah, I'm in. No, uh, I just watch him, I'm just watching him with her. So, you know. But. I'm in
1: what? Chef.
0: There you go. Thank you. Yeah, he's playing thank, Lip. Yeah, thank you, Chef. He's just
1: playing Lip. Lip, isn't he? Like, he's in Chicago still. It's like yeah. Lip got a job in a restaurant. Is what it looks like. <laughs> Instead of being super smart, he's just a good chef. Is what it feels like.
0: i i really enjoy the show um i'm a little further along than you i think i'm like on episode four or or five are there uh i don't know maybe like eight eight or nine i'll look it up while we're talking um i'm still i'm still wondering a bit um what exactly you know caused them to go from you know being in such a prestigious uh restaurant and so talented to being in that shit little restaurant well, okay. Spoiler it, can't, alert. it can't just be straight it can't just be just because uh you know his brother died and he wanted to go you know save the uh the, okay. the restaurant,
1: maybe it's something with the way he died, and like he feels guilt for being away or something. I'm be episodes behind you, but maybe that Perhaps. um yeah, um Jeremy White's a good actor man, I thought he was good as lip already, and I know I'm making a joke he's playing the uh same person, but it's you know it's different, and uh, yeah, I, I I thought he was doing really well. Um, so I got this game, Mike, this week. I bought a game. Okay? All right. And I'm gonna try to sell you on it, and you're not you're gonna just mock me. I know, but I'm i you know I figure I mocked you enough on the CW shows and mayonnaise sandwiches and everything and being in second multiple times and
0: I don't eat mayonnaise sandwiches. Okay, continue. Sure.
1: Um. Power wash simulator. It's exactly what you're imagining, Mike. You got a power washer, and they put you in different levels. And you earn money, and then you can use that money to buy upgrades. I'm on the second best power washer. I just... I washed a neighbor... I I, I power washed a house. I power washed a van. By the way, some of these things you would ruin the paint from. So you probably shouldn't power wash. I power washed a playground. I mean... This game is real, like, it's, like, in the same category as, like, those Lego games, where it's just, like, turn your brain off, listen to something like podcasts, and just do this. You know what I mean? Like, don't even, like, think about what you're playing. It's one of those. Kidding aside, really enjoyed it. And it's surprising. Like, it took me three hours to clean that playground. All right, Like, th- 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 I, I had to clean all the benches. Three, I get,
0: three actual human three hours? Three
1: human hours. I stopped and came back to it. Like, that's, it takes, that's it. You just or that's it's it's incredibly simple, all right. I don't know how to like like you to play a demo or something like that. I have seventy five percent. I feel convinced our friend Phil to buy it. Okay, it has co op.
0: All right, Phil has nothing better. It has co op. My 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 girlfriend.
1: My girlfriend bought the game and literally she's just like, "Yo, I'll be joining your game. Help me clean the roof in the neighborhood." Yeah. (laughs) The Mike. Of all the stupid st- shows you've watched, and all the stupid games you played. I'm gonna admit this one's pretty stupid, but I'm, Yo, you know what? It's
0: like therapy. My guy, my guy, go buy an actual power washer and start a business. If you're gonna be playing a game fucking through power washing, are you kidding me? Yo, my- there's some sidewalk outside of your apartment building that I'm sure could
1: use a little tender love and care. No man, I'm in the suburbs, it's clean already. Oh, that's a good point, shit. <sighs> no, I'm kidding. Dude, real talk. There's a guy who's driving in my neighborhood, a BMW with no doors, no doors, and custom and custom like custom as in he himself screwed these fucking half-assed side mirrors on the car. Like he kind of made like a dune buggy out of a BMW, almost. Like it's it's not. There's no doors. I got. I'll send you a picture of it. That's what's going on in the suburbs right now, buddy. Now,
0: <laughs> that sounds ridiculous. That's not as ridiculous as a game where you're washing shit. Again, Mike?
1: You you I you can't bring me down from this. I I have real it is great, all right? It is an excellent excellent uh excellent game. Just, you know, it, it's it's fun, man. Uh, it's, it's, I get it. It's real simple. I mean, I was like those Lego games. Kidding aside, all those games that are just like just playing, like kind of just zone out and turn and do it while you're like, you know, listening to something else. Like I was listening to like the McAfee show while like doing this and I was watching like Summer, so I was half watching SummerSlam at times doing this. So like, yeah, I think it's fun. Uh, where was, in like, the I world
0: do you all right, So Steam. why don't you tell the people where you Steam? can find Power Watch Simulator?
1: So I'll be clear. I saw, it, I saw someone playing the game. It was on Reddit. And I'm like, 20 bucks, they have my money for sure. And I saw it was 25. And I'm like, let me think about this. And then I was reading some reviews. I'm like, yo, it's pretty good. And I'm like, yo, fuck it. I bought far stupider things for 25 bucks. Let's roll. It's on Steam.
0: I'm going to try not to judge that much because I did think the game that Mark was talking about last week about where you're literally just playing a cat um, yeah. It may have sounded like I was taking the piss out on him, but I was legitimately, uh, you know, interested in, you know, whether there is. Oh, you came you off know, as super disrespectful. Big stretch. No, nah, no, I was actually serious. You came
1: off as super disrespectful. There was fan mail saying Mike was such an asshole. And oh. I had to calm, I had to calm the, the crowd down, Mike. You almost got oh, canceled for your oh, comments see, on this man. cat game.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. I actually saw a cat the other day. Hmm. And sure enough. He did the big stretch, and sure enough, yo, you gotta say, all oh,
1: big stretch." I mean, my dog does a big stretch does the big stretch all the time, yes. <laughs> um, finally, the last thing I like, and I have now watched it uh, at least 20 times. Brock Lesnar got a tractor and lifted the corner of a wrestling ring, forcing one man to tumble outside of said ring to the outside. And then there's an image later of Brock sitting in the corner of the elevated ring with the biggest shit-eating grin you've ever seen in your life. Which Mike really just told me Brock Lesnar came up with this idea. Brock Lesnar (laughs) said, I'm bringing a tractor to the fucking ring, guys. (laughs) Let's do it. Um, Yeah, I got a bunch of random shit this week, but that was real cool, man. I like the stuff Triple H is doing. If wrestling wants to be good on all the channels, I'm a big fan of that. Um, Yeah,
0: no, I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, It'll be good to see, um, you know, Triple H's vision for what he wanted, like in NXT, to come to fruition, like on the main rosters.
1: And as a fan, your only concern should be this: Do I like it more? Do you give a yeah. shit if it does better in ratings? Why would you care? Does do you give a shit if they sell more tickets? Why would you care? They got five billion in TV deals locked up over the next like four years, man. Who gives a fuck? All right. As long as the wrestling uh, still I exists assume, and is good, that's all that should matter to you. <laughs>
0: I assume that Triple H's fingerprints were already evident in the SummerSlam that just happened, mm-hmm. namely uh, Becky Lynch. Uh, you know, turning face. Unfortunately, she uh, injured her shoulder, so she's going to be out for a while. Mm-hmm. I gotta assume. I'm assuming that was something that. Triple H said, why the fuck hasn't she turned back face yet? This is fucking
1: stupid. Why aren't we booking her versus Ronda? Ronda as a heel. What are we doing? You know, let's, uh, let's do it. Although it seems
0: that that might not be, that might not happen by WrestleMania. Well, March, she's at,
1: March, actually, apparently the thing she's out for a few months, which yeah. they always lie and say longer than it is. So maybe it's not that bad.
0: And sure enough, this screams Triple H all, all over. A new faction, which I'm very excited about. I was watching some of Raw today, and I was really enjoying it. Of uh, Bailey, Io Shirai, oh wait, Io Sky, and the the previously fired Dakota Kai, who's come back to the WWE. Um, they're now heels now, and I just saw them on Raw uh, interrupt a match between Alexa Bliss and Asuka and fuck them up. Mm-hmm. and uh, Bianca Belair had to come into the ring and, and save the day. So I was very excited about that. Very excited to see Bailey back and very excited to see Dakota Kai and El Shirai on the main roster. I think it's going to be a great infusion of uh, new blood in the uh, women's uh, women's division. Yeah, and they uh,
1: brought Sasha's back. Sasha and Naomi, apparently. Everybody's saying they agreed to come back. Um, I feel bad if I just ruined that for you. That it, when it does happen, ultimately, but everybody's its all over online about how they agree to come.
0: Uh, I right probably—I probably would have seen it anyway. Yeah. Actually. Um, read it, read it our
1: guy, big, big Dave Meltzer confirming what a couple of people are saying. Like, yeah, it seems like Sasha and Naomi are coming back. Um, all this stuff, man. If he makes these kind of changes to the show, you got to think like, as much as we all got sad watching NXT people die on the main roster, literally Triple H's creations just getting just buried, ruined. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just saw Tommaso Ciampa is the number one contender. He beat AJ Styles to be the number one contender for the United States title. Not the title.
0: If here's a here's a legitimate question before I get to my stuff we like. Uh. If all of these allegations and all let's say everything that just happened now with Vince, right, mm. happens twelve months previously. Right. So let's say all of this happens August twenty twenty one and Triple H takes over now. Is there Adam Cole in AEW?
1: There's a couple people you gotta wonder, man. Adam Cole see here's the thing. Like Adam Cole was like Triple H and Shawn Michaels' guy. Because Vince Yeah
0: Vince wanted to make him a goddamn
1: manager. You and see take what he did to fucking LA night? You see what he did to LA night? He made him a manager and then tried to kick him off TV? Yeah. Like what these guys are so good. The idea of Adam Cole not being a wrestler is insane to me. No, I mean, a lot of these people don't go, man. Do you think Alistair goes? Do you think Malachi Black goes? I don't know. No? I don't <laughs> Do think you so. think Triple H? I mean, C- Cody, Cody's favorite wrestler is Triple H. He always says that. Even with that throne breaking shit, that's his favorite wrestler, Cody. You know, Cody was playing up a gimmick and stuff. Um, I thought, you know, Mox, we, Mox in his book saying Triple H. He just likes to take Instagram selfies with the guys who are champions. Moxley's book is— uh, Best wrestling book ever is Mick Foley's book, Have a Nice Day. Moxley's book was excellent, bro. Like, did you finish it yet? Oh, yeah, I finished it.
0: And but I'm he's real, shitting on let, Kevin let's Dunn. Let's say, quote-unquote, finish it because it was an book. Yeah,
1: I know. It's, that's how we consume stuff. man, mine was audiobook too. The way Kevin Dunn is described on that fucking thing, just shitting on him— um, yeah, I was waiting for the audiobook. I wanted Moxley to read it to me, and that was well worth it, bro. yeah, well worth it. Um, what do you got this week, man? Because we talking about uh, my crap.
0: Uh, mine is a very boring one, uh, mm. to be quite honest, but I uh, was tickled pink by it, actually, maybe about five minutes before our podcast started, which is why I was actually a little late uh, to join mm. when you when you sent out the invite. But, um, I uh, spent the day at home today. Um, you know, working and with that, you know, I was able to do a bit of cleaning around the house because honestly, I've been neglecting that for about the last week and a half. And what I decided to do is I bought some bleach and I bleached the, all the tiles in my bathtub and pro tip for you fellas out there. All right. Pro tip. All right. Machines are your bedroom either in the boudoir or when you're trying to clean the tiles in your bathrooms, all right? And what I mean by that is that you take a power drill, right? And you get off of Amazon a whole bunch of, um, you know, like those, those brushes you can put on yep, a power to absolutely. All right? And you throw a shit ton of like some Clorox bleach onto your tiles and you start spinning away on that bitch, all right? And let me tell you something, the grout still doesn't look great, but it's at least a lot whiter than it was before. Good job. That's right. Also, pro tip, when you're dealing with bleach, just either strip down your skivvies or get butt naked in that tub because you don't want to ruin your clothing.
1: Fair enough. Um, so you got anything else? You watch anything? Uh, no, that's that's really all I got. Right on. Oh,
0: I guess uh shout out to our uh to our friend Sal and his lovely wife Jen on their uh baby shower this past weekend.
1: Right on. Yeah, never hear this. yeah, I was talking to them like an hour, a couple hours ago. Um All right. Well we're gonna be back next week. DJ Mark should be with us. Uh, we're gonna see who's uh who's our contender here. and another top contender we got here at uh two hundred and five pounds. Um And we're going to preview, quite frankly, a really interesting fight between Marlon Chitovera and Dominic Cruz. Really just asking yourself, how much does Dominic Cruz have left? Or are we going to watch a man lose in front of all his friends and family in San Diego? Um, And then uh, Alexa Grasso is going to go out there and try to convince everybody that uh, Valentina should defend that belt again rather than move up. So, yeah. Uh, Good times. Sarah McMahon versus TBA is on Wikipedia. Sounds like she's trying to stay on the card. So. Oh, uh, Lad, Lad has COVID
0: Ah, uh,
1: okay Yeah uh, I, It appears Aspen Lad's never inside If you follow her on Instagram Don't know how she got COVID, Mike <laughs> With the, the hiking with the dogs, man That's a, <laughs> Just saying
0: maybe, maybe the dogs get her
1: COVID That's disappointing, that's a thought um, Hopefully she feels better and we actually do Because that's the second time they booked that fight So hopefully we should get to see it someday Till next week, I was uh, I was Doctor Law, man. That was uh, that was Lavender Gooms for DJ Mark, who's uh, back with us next week. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you all next week, and peace
0: out. Goodbye. Yeah. So. Tomorrow, uh, I think tomorrow. Tomorrow's, tomorrow's a match. What type coloring? of coloring. What type of coloring? Are you like a stay between the lines, guy?
1: I was. I, I tried to make it look like the color was supposed to be. due. I was a real boring kid like that. I'll be honest. I, I hated those kids that like were just like real f- like fat-handed and like were just everywhere. Respect the class. lines, people. Like, That's God what we're damn. saying on this podcast. We'll see y'all next week. Respect the lines. I don't care if you're five.